Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Money Nerds podcast, where owning a calculator, budgeting your money, and having a net worth is actually cool. I'm your host, Whitney Hansen, and each week I'll be chatting with inspiring people to learn their secrets to financial success. Now let's dive into the show. Hey, do you need a financial coach? If so, let's work together. As a coach, I help you get structure around your finances, visualize your ideal life, whatever that looks like for you, and more importantly, put together a strategy to help you get there. A lot of people hire me because they want to pay off debt faster and more efficiently and boost up their savings or increase their credit score, and those are all awesome goals. Financial coaching just helps you because I hold you accountable the entire way. Yeah, for better or worse, we're kind of like we're married. So if you want to take the podcast concepts that you're learning here and apply those to your life with my help, then you need to apply for coaching at WhitneyHanson.com slash customized dash coaching. Once again, that's WhitneyHanson.com slash customized dash coaching. I am so stoked to work with you and help you reach your financial goals. Hey, money nerds, if you are trying to be better with your finances, there are three big categories that you have to focus on. The first being your housing. If you can reduce your housing costs, you're probably going to free up some cash flow to hit financial independence or whatever your goals are a little bit earlier. The second thing is transportation. If you can reduce how much your car costs, avoiding car payments ideally, then you're going to be a little bit better off as well. And the third category is food. Now, food is such a big piece of our budget because we have almost two factors here. We have groceries and we have eating out. And today we're going to cover a different way of approaching your grocery shopping and your overall food budget that might actually save you money and increase your health. That's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. I am really excited to bring on Tony Okamoto. If you haven't heard of Tony before, she's the founder of Plant Based on a Budget, the website and meal plan that shows you how to save dough by eating veggies. She's also the author of Plant Based on a Budget Cookbook, Plant Based on a Budget Quick and Easy, and the co-host of the Plant Powered People podcast. Tony's work has been profiled by NPR, NBC News, Parade Magazine, and she's a regular presence on morning shows across the country. Today, I was really excited to explore this whole topic of being plant-based on a budget because I think it's something that I have sometimes been drawn to. And I just, I don't know, man, sometimes I just get sick of eating meat. And so I like the idea 
of having a plant-based diet, but sometimes I get a little bit confused on the logistics. So we talk about how Tony got into a plant-based diet herself and kind of her transition into being fully into plant-based eating. We talk about tips for talking to loved ones about changes that go against the grain. This is not just good advice for any diet-related changes, but anytime you have a change that is a lifestyle change that maybe your, your family and friends don't quite understand, she has some really good tips for how to have those conversations. Meal planning tips for those on a tight budget and with limited time. How to use a plant-based diet to help her pay off debt. I thought this was so cool to see that connection between health and finance. We also talk about Tony's transition into becoming a full-time business owner. I absolutely love her story because this is so different than other people's journey. Like for me, it was very, very different than the way Tony did it. And I really respect the way that she approached her business as well. So I think that you're going to enjoy her story there. And we also talk about her favorite go-to salty snack. This was such a fun conversation for me. And I think you're going to learn a lot too, whether you are interested in a plant-based diet or not. I think you're going to get a lot of inspiration from this episode. I know I definitely did. All right, guys, let's go ahead and turn the mic over to Tony Okamoto from Plant Based on a Budget. Tony Okamoto, thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you so much for having me, Whitney. I am really looking forward to our conversation today. Likewise. So I didn't tell you this before we officially hit record, but a plant-based diet has actually been something I have thought about doing for a really, really long time. And sometimes I notice I get so caught up into the logistics that it has stopped me. But I'm curious for you, what was your entry point into like plant-based eating and how did you even discover this world? That's that's a great question. I do want to say that is something I hear a lot that people want to try it and it turns into this big Thing that you have to plan for. But what's really cool about being plant-based is that you can start by just simply choosing plant-based meals here and there or do a meatless Monday or something like that. So I did want to give that tip up front. Regarding my path, it was so slow and gradual and I set myself up for a pace that was going to allow it to be very long-term. Mm-hmm. And I started way back when I was 16 years old, when my concerned coach uh, wondered why I was feeling sick all the time after practice. And he asked what I ate. And that was a confusing question to me because at that time in my life, I had never had the introduction of knowledge that what I ate was going to impact how I felt. It was all about how it tasted and filling my belly. And so he suggested I quit eating so much fast food, which I ate a lot of because it was right next door to my school and also cut back on red meat. And I remember going home and telling my parents I was going to cut back on red meat. And they were like, what? did we do to deserve this? (laughs) That's so funny. They were so dramatic about it. And little did they know it was going to be this long-term path for me. And I slowly, slowly, and very, again, gradually started going away from animal products. I started with red meat, but then I went to fish, which I didn't eat a lot of anyway. Mm -hmm. And by the time I was 20, I became vegan. And Dang. and so I've been vegan for 16 years. I cannot believe that is 
a thing. <laughs> like, I know, right? I'm not 16 year anymore. <laughs> it still I feels feel, like it, huh? <laughs> I do. I do feel that way. Uh, I'm young at heart. <laughs> but I, at that time, joined a veg club on my at my college campus. And I think having the support of my peers mm. really helped me make the next step to being fully vegan. Um, I never expected it, but I think because that's how my new friends ate and it was cool. And I had a lot of support from people who faced the same obstacles. They were on a budget. A lot of them were culturally tied to their foods. I'm I'm Mexican and Japanese. Mm -hmm. And we shared the overcoming of the obstacles and supported each other through that. And it made it a lasting change. What was this group like? Like, did you meet once a week and just talk about recipes? Did you meal prep together? Like, how, how did this uh, actually work? Well, it all came about because I took an intro to ethics class. Mm-hmm. And the ethics class had a one-third portion of animal ethics. And as part of extra credit, and at the time, I didn't know anything about animal ethics. I was a health health vegetarian-ish, mm-hmm. vegetarian-ish person. And I for extra credit, went to the veg club and it was a potluck and the people were cool. And so that was my first time going. And the the only reason I went was because I wanted extra credit, but (laughs) I kept going because it was inclusive. I do like free food. It was delicious. And I also felt like these people who I had not met just a month ago, were like-minded and welcomed me and inspired me. That's amazing. I like that you found your community. I think that's so key, especially anytime you're going through any life change, whether it's any diet changes or something where you just feel really compelled to pursue something. It feels like initially people don't seem to get it. And I really want to dive into this like cultural piece because food is so ingrained in so many cultures. And sometimes that includes meat. So I'm curious if somebody is trying to maybe consider more of like a vegetarian or vegan lifestyle, how do they articulate this with family that could be like the good old steak and potatoes kind of peeps? Like, how would you even start that conversation? I know this firsthand. As I mentioned, my parents did not understand initially. And I think they're still trying to understand all this time later, but <laughs> they they now support me before it was a big challenge and hardship for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially when in your family, food is a sign of affection and a way to express love, a way to celebrate. Those are much harder experiences to mm-hmm. overcome because you don't want to disappoint someone or say no thank you or make them feel rejected. So I I would say first up front share your new lifestyle. Share the little bits and, and pieces that you feel comfortable with and try not to put it on them. Instead, I like to share food that I know is delicious and familiar to my family that they'll appreciate as well. And what has made the big, 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 big change from those early days to my parents being supportive is that I never forced anything upon them. I mm-hmm. said, this is my journey and I appreciate when you all have something for me to eat at family dinners. Yeah. But even if you don't, I'm going to bring food so that I can share with you. 
I think that's a good way to go. It, it seems like a much more respectful way to approach that conversation, which I know can get very tense sometimes. When you were going through the process, you said it was kind of gradual for you for at least like four or so years. I'm curious, like what were some of the initial health benefits that maybe you saw immediately? And then four years later, like, did you notice a big difference? I immediately saw a change as an athlete. I felt better after Mm. practice. I began to recover faster. I stopped feeling sick to my stomach because before I was eating a lot of processed food and little fresh food and to eat less of that and more of the good stuff just makes you feel better. Another thing that I personally benefited from is the digestion. Uh, When you eat, when you intake more fiber, you have an easier time on the toilet. And so those are a couple ways that I personally have benefited, but I know other people who have experienced so many different types, including their skin or their hair or their fingernails. And those are all, again, coming from introducing more diversity of nutrients into their diets. That's amazing. I love that you shared that too. I think it's really important because I know everyone's health changes are also different and what people get out of one diet is so, so unique to them. But I think from what I've heard from a lot of my friends that are vegetarian or vegan, very similar benefits. They just feel better. They're like, I just feel healthier. I like it. And that's why I do it. And then the animal ethics piece too, I think is a big one for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. That's honestly what kept me going. Uh, Initially, it was my health. And at that time, I was a little bit more flexible. But we ended up visiting an animal sanctuary. And I got to make friends with cows and chickens and pigs. And it was fun to go and take pictures. And then after that, the relationship I had with dairy and cheese and ice cream that was dairy-based changed because of the relationships I formed. And I ended up going on to work at a sanctuary shortly after that for two years where I had these very intimate relationships with animals who I considered as companions, sort of like my dog. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that, actually. One of my girlfriends has kind of a pet cow it's really weird oh my <laughs> so, gosh so and, and like when she got the cow she we both live in idaho like we grew up steak and potatoes that's like the culture here but after she got the cow she's like i can't do red meat like just can't do it anymore i was just talking to uh, this is a kind of random story i'll be brief i was missing a flight in sacramento there was one that was going to take me out of san francisco so the airline paid for a few people from the flight to be transported two hours to San Francisco. Sweet. And one of the people in the uh, in the car ride with me was a homesteader and was sharing the same exact sentiment. They got these cute, I think they're toy toy cows, like miniature, miniature cows. Oh, yes. They're really they're cute They're like ones. long-haired and brown. And I don't remember the, the breed, but she was saying she got a few and they were so cute and she loved them so much that she stopped eating beef just because uh, she, she intended to, to breed them, but instead fell in love with them like her pets. Oh, that melts my heart. I love hearing stuff like that too. I think it's so cute. I always like the the idea behind that plant-based doesn't need to be super expensive. Mm -hmm. So as a financial coach, I talk with a lot of people and sometimes they have different types of diets. And a lot of times they say that they are vegetarian 
And it's just really, really expensive to eat this way. And I was like, I don't see how, but I also, that's not my lifestyle. So maybe I'm wrong. But from your experience, when you compare like similar diets, so like a meat diet and then like a vegetarian, is it, is there a cost savings at all? I have been doing plant-based on a budget now for 11 years. And in that time Mm -hmm. I have really studied food prices. I've read so many different budget food cookbooks vegetarian and not. And one tip I see constantly in all of the magazines and all of the most popular cookbooks is to eat less meat, maybe do meatless Mondays or dinners are vegetarian or all of your lunches are vegetarian. Uh, Eating less meat will save you money. And I find that to be true. I've relied on plant-based proteins for so long, and the cost comparison is remarkable. I know that for pinto beans, you can buy a pound of pinto beans for about $1.30 at Walmart, and those expand three times. So if you're cooking one cup of beans from dried beans, they will make three cups of of cooked beans. So you can really stretch your dollar when you're cooking with lentils and chickpeas and and pinto beans, which are my personal favorite. And if you're doing that at least a few times a week, you're saving money on uh, on, on beef or on turkey and fish. So yeah. that is something that is universal in all of the books, vegetarian or not. It makes a ton of sense too, especially when when you look at cooking from scratch. I think in any diet, if you're cooking whole foods and you're just, you know, doing your best to buy raw ingredients and then prepping, it tends to be more economical, but you're right. Like the cost of meat, I can't even remember the recent stats, but something with inflation, it was like, I want to say 40% more. It's It's, insane. It's at an all-time high right now. And I mean, I went to the the store and I was just looking at different food prices, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite things to do. And I had to stop in my tracks because of the high cost of eggs. It was oh $8, right? $7.99 for yeah. a dozen eggs. I couldn't believe it. Meanwhile, tofu didn't change. And I like mm-hmm. to do a, a breakfast tofu scramble. It, it's a little bit different, but it has the same texture and mouthfeel. And when you put in the same vegetables that you would put in your egg scramble, it reminds you of a similar experience. And I I know if you haven't been a tofu lover, it can be an adjustment, but give it a try. It's good. I think that's the key piece too, is like you have to be open-minded to trying different things. And sometimes I think it's kind of fun to try different recipes, which is why I was so excited for your book, So tell us a little bit about why you've written a few now, but why did you write your recent book, Plant-Based on a Budget? I wrote Plant-Based on a Budget quick and easy because I have spent a lot of my life being really busy. And a lot of people think because I am a full-time cook that I must love it so much. But you know what I love? I love hanging out with my husband. I love hanging out with my dog on a walk. I love being in the garden. And I don't really love being in the kitchen for hours on end. So I I like to eat good food. I love to taste good food, but I don't want to spend a lot of my time in the kitchen pouring myself into a meal. And how I eat at home is through a lot of meal prepping. Not only do I like it for reasons to maximize the efficiency in the kitchen, but it also has helped me so much. And I I feel like 
this is right up your alley. I was in serious debt and budgeting my food along with all the other things in my life really helped me get out of debt and start saving money for the first time. I I think wow. I got out of debt actually four years four years ago in March. It was right before I got married. It was my, thank you. I, I was in serious, serious debt. So much so I couldn't get a loan. I, I had collections. I had all yeah. the things. And it it's really tough when you're in that position. And so I had to start being smart with my money. And food is expensive when you're purchasing impulsively. So creating a meal plan, sticking to your plan at the grocery store is essential. That's the hard part, Tony, man. It's like we see all these cool foods and we're like, oh, that looks great. I want to try it. How do you, do you have any tips too for like, I would imagine this is harder with vegan foods because you find like different package processed foods and you're like, cool, this is like for me, I can actually eat this. This is great. Is it harder? Do you think to be less impulsive? I, okay. First of all, remember that the supermarket is designed to get you to buy things. 100%. The, the products are 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 put in specific places so with big beautiful colored sale okay. signs to get you to buy those. And you have to be super committed to your grocery shopping list and stay the course because it is easy to get distracted. And I know that this sounds like a no-brainer, but eat before you go. Eat before you go to the grocery store because shopping on an empty stomach will not be helpful. Then when you're there, remember that there is a lot of paid placement for products, right? When you walk in, there's going to be a big sale sign of, we'll say some tomato sauce. Mm -hmm. That's probably not the cheapest tomato sauce. That's the paid placement tomato sauce and that the end caps or near the registers, that's not going to be the best deal. Go to the aisle. Don't look at eye level because sometimes that's paid placement too. Look all around, look by price per ounce, and then make your decision on which tomato sauce or whatever else you're going to buy because it is it is really intriguing the business of marketing at the grocery store. It is crazy how designed it is to get people to just spend more money. And it for us, it seems like sometimes maybe pick a couple extra products and throw them in your cart and it's maybe $10 extra. But if you think about how many people do that same thing, that's you know millions or billions of dollars. It's insane. It's really a ton of money. Exactly. And what I like to do in my meal plan is to always be thoughtful. So I never mm. want to be restrictive with my eating. I want to make sure that I'm still indulging in my favorite items, but I plan for it. I try to understand my cravings throughout the week and plan for those so that I'm not making impulsive purchases later on when I decide I want ice cream and maybe stop at an ice cream shop and get a $4 scoop instead of a $4 pint. And so I think ahead and I include those splurge items into my meal plan. I love that. Tell me a little bit about how this looked when you were paying off your debt. So do you remember how much you were budgeting for groceries during that time? Oh, well, I started paying off debt in 2015. That was when I signed up for Credit Karma and I didn't even know anything about it. Like I just, my friend was like, you should at least know your credit score number. And I think it was like 490 or something like that. And 
I remember thinking, okay, I am going to do this. And a few things happened around that time that led me to being serious about meal planning. One, I started focusing a lot on creating meal plans for plant-based on a budget. And my audience is very diverse. Some of them receive government assistance and the maximum benefits. Some people, they have money, but they want to save for vacation or want to pay down their home loans or something like that. And some everything, just universally, everybody likes saving money. So um, all over the spectrum, we've got people. And so I started creating meal plans for the people who were on government assistance so that they could use my meal plans and not have to sacrifice. And the budget I came up with at the time was $25 per week. I was shopping at places like either Walmart or we live in a place where we have Winco, which is a big warehouse grocery store. Yep. Hulkman's. And I love those types of grocery stores, uh, the big, the big unassuming ones that have great stuff if you look for it. Uh, Yes. And so I started creating these meal plans that showed you how you can eat for $25 a week. uh, And that was helping me keep my budget to $100 a month on food. And wild. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I still have those. They're free on, on plantbasedonabudget.com. Now I say they're $35 because I have um, taken into account inflation. But a lot of the rising prices have not impacted beans and rice as greatly as it has other ingredients at the grocery store. And that's the kind of ingredients that are the foundation of those meal plans, whole, whole food, plant-based ingredients. This is incredible. I, I got to like see, like give, give me a day in the life. So like on your meal prep day or days, maybe you do it multiple times a week. Like what does this, what does this look like? Are you like batching out all of your beans, your lentils, like rice, like, like paint me this picture of like how this would look. There are lots of different ways. And I try to break them down and plan based on a budget quick and easy because everybody is so different with their meal planning. Some people have color-coded spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. Some people do freezer-friendly. Some people make one big batch and eat it every day of the week. That's Uh, me. That's you. I'm the mix mix and match bowl. So I'll make a big pot of rice, but then use different dressings with some frozen vegetables and a can of can of beans one day or some chopped up tofu one day. Uh, So I, I throw together quick meals. But I think that Uh, You're referring to my meal plans. Mm -hmm. And in those, I create four entrees, four entrees throughout the week that you'll have leftovers. And for lunches, you'll either have leftovers or big salads with uh, beans as the protein, like chickpeas. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then for breakfast, you'll do uh, smoothies and you can make those heartier with some sunflower seeds, which are very affordable or some Mm -hmm. oats. And that will make you feel fuller for a longer period of time instead of just fruit and vegetables. Yeah. Or you can do overnight oats or oatmeal or cereal. So all of those are options. And the way I wrote my meal plans is that I wanted people to have this base. And this is actually how I write my cookbooks too. Have a Mm -hmm. base that is very plain and simple and cheap. 
if you are on a very, very, very tight budget, this is the basic thing. But then over here, I have optional ingredients. So if you do have them on hand, or if you do have some extra money and want to enhance the flavors and textures of the meal, Mm -hmm. you can do that too. And then lastly, I have what are called my tips, which the reader can incorporate their family's tips into the recipe. And that's how I learned how to cook. I checked out cookbooks from the library and I would scan my favorite ones and then print them out and write all over them. So I still have my cookbooks or it's like a an art book that I glued all my Cute. favorite recipes to. And I have scribbled all of my notes. And at the time I was on a very serious budget and say kale was too expensive, but I happened to have spinach, I would toss that in and say, spinach works just fine in this recipe. That's fantastic. I love that you have that to look back on too. Like, how fun is that? I I really like how my journey has been with food. I yeah. did not have uh, an expansive history of cooking or food knowledge. And I, in fact, had not had so many different ingredients. I had never had kale or brown rice or a butternut squash, really all these ingredients that I now use and love. But it took me like 10 times to like brown rice because it's so nutty and thicker than white rice. So I, I have been opened to a new or introduced to a whole new world of flavors and international cuisines. And for me, taking on a more plant-based diet has introduced me to so many different flavors and textures that I had no idea about before. Totally. I would imagine too, like this is one thing that I, I appreciate about your recent cookbook and that's, it's all focused on that quick, you know, 30 minutes, like it doesn't take long to, to create a really awesome meal. And I really appreciated that. But for, for you, okay. So tell me, you didn't have a like culinary background. You probably didn't go to culinary school. How the heck did you even start learning how to cook? Like, was this something you were naturally gravitating towards or did you just have to, because going out to eat was becoming more challenging at that time? Like, how did this work? Okay. So remember that veg club I told you about? Yeah. I became friends with a lot of people there. And we started hosting this weekly dinner on Wednesday nights where we would watch a rom-com and (laughs) uh, everybody would bring certain ingredients to make a full meal. And we would do an appetizer and a main dish and a dessert. And so you, Whitney, would be in charge of bringing the celery, the onions, the garlic and the carrots. And I would buy the bouillon and some pasta. And my friend over here would buy some tofu and a baguette. And we would make a delicious pot of soup with a baguette. And it helped us cut down on food pr- on food costs. Uh, sometimes we double or triple batch things so that we could take it home for lunch. And it also allowed me to start playing with my food because I was the person who organized the meals, I was able to also figure out, okay, it calls for this spice, but this spice is $6 at the grocery store. What could I use instead that's going to be $3 or $2 or that I have on hand already? And that's how I started being like, what? hope this works. And, (laughs) And if you are new to playing around, you can try with just a bowl. So ladle out 
a scoop and put a dash of a spice so that you don't ruin your whole pot in case you don't like whatever spice you use. That is such a good tip. (laughs) Thank you. I love that. Like, I, I don't even know why that hasn't even occurred to me. Like, I naturally would have been like, well, let's see how this goes. <laughs> like, like, what an idiot. <laughs> We've all made that mistake. <laughs> totally, right? I love that, though. I like that that was your entry point into the culinary world. And then when did you... Okay, maybe maybe a better question is, why did you start your blog? I have... Uh, I have... Again, I can't believe it's been so long. It's been 11 years. And 11 years ago, I was inspired because my family was suffering from all kinds of diet-related health issues. Mm -hmm. They had type 2 diabetes and heart disease. And my aunt died from multiple amputations. And um, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't a good time for my family. And you feel like, what can I do? Mm -hmm. Especially when my family still like still didn't make a lifestyle change. Yeah. Even though the doctor was saying you got to make a lifestyle change. And one big obstacle was cost. And there was no basis, I don't think, for this concern because I don't think anybody went out and surveyed the grocery store for for the best prices, but it inspired me to start creating some of the recipes my family loves, but plant-based and healthier. And that's how plant-based on a budget got started. And it immediately hit home for a lot of people. People want to eat healthier. They want their children to be healthy. And one big concern and misconception is that it needs to be more than what they were currently eating. But I've studied this a lot because things that I know that people have been eating um, or that I've heard a lot are the dollar menu. Dollar menu, very expensive if you have a family. I can feed a family for uh, a four for eight bucks and you'll have leftovers. But if you go to the dollar menu... I can eat three things on the dollar menu if I'm really hungry, maybe even four. Uh, So that really adds up when you have a family and you don't have leftovers and it's not as nourishing. So I started using those food prices of more processed foods, fast foods, and then what a whole foods meal plan would look like and trying to share that information with people who uh, were concerned about making changes. That's so crazy. I love that that's how you got started. That's like a very personal goal of just like, I need to like get this out there. I just want to help people. I think that's how most great businesses start is that that serving first. You just wanted to share and help people save some money and make better choices. I think it's really awesome. Thank you so much. I I sometimes pinch myself that it has become my my full-time job and crazy, and right? I know. How did that happen? I don't know, but I'm forever grateful. Tell us a little bit about what you do in your business now. So you've got the blog piece, you've got cookbooks. So like how how does your business uh work and like what does that look like? It has evolved over time. In the beginning, I did everything. I learned how to do it all. And I remember hiring the first person in 2018. I hired her for four hours and when, sorry, four hours a week. 
And when you haven't had a lot of money, it's really hard to invest. It's really hard. It's really hard to let go when you're just getting it for the first time. And it was, I I think I mentioned in 2019 is when I became debt-free. And and so it was around that time I was super close to it and I couldn't go more than four hours a week. It just, it was too hard for me. So four hours a week is what I started with. And it was amazing to have four hours back in my life. So it did help keep me moving in that direction of having people come on onto my team. I ended up going back to school in 2016 and I graduated when I was 30. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I I had not I had not finished college initially. So yeah. I uh, I got a bachelor's in management and I was able to learn and directly apply my knowledge in management and business to mm. plan based on a budget. And at the around the same time, that's when I started doing it full time. And that was out of necessity. I didn't have a job. I was interviewing at a lot of places. But mm-hmm. for some reason, people interview so thoroughly for months sometimes. You've got working interviews. <laughs> you've got all these things. I was interviewing with one company for three months. And, uh, and during that time, I started investing my energy and headspace into plant-based on a budget. And that's what helped me take the leap of doing it full-time. I started being really scrappy. How can I monetize this thing? And uh, here we are. It's now 2023. And I am grateful. I have a team of six people. And I now am more of the manager who oversees and creates the the vision for what the future looks like. Yeah, but People help me create content and I I am very grateful to them. You're a rock star, Tony. That's so cool to yeah. see how your business started, you know, with just out of almost necessity. You're like, well, I better figure this out and make this work because I don't got another three months for an interview process. I think that's Thank incredible. You. When you made that leap, do you recall, like, was it making enough money at that time where it made financial sense or was it kind of like a leap of faith? It was a leap of desperation. I was making no money and I was already in a lot of debt. So I was in 2016, I had just taken on my school debt. And so I went to a private school. It was quite expensive Mm -hmm. and I did not get any scholarships. So I, I took on more debt at that point. I had no income through plant-based on a budget or or otherwise. And I had very little savings. So I <laughs> tried to figure it out as fast as I could. I don't recommend that kind of stress, but I will say it lights a different kind of fire in you to get out of that situation as fast as possible. And it's what motivated me to do as much as I could mm-hmm. as fast as I did. That's incredible. I love that you you were able to use that as fuel, whereas like I might use that to go sit in a corner and cry. <laughs> I'd be like, dang it, I have no money. This sucks. <laughs> like I might immediately go to that scarcity mindset where I like that you, you know, your personality. You're like, no, this is like sink or swim. Let's figure it out. I think that's really cool. 
I think the hardest part is disappointing my parents at that time. Oh, for they, sure. They thought I was taking a step back in life. They didn't understand what blogging was or social media or anything like that. And yeah. they worked really hard to give me the opportunities that I have had. And they've supported a lot of my choices. But at that time, they thought, why wouldn't you want to make money? Why don't you come and work for the state of California, that's cool. the industry here where I live is um, in Sacramento. I live mm-hmm. in the capital and and a lot of people just, not just, a lot of people go and work for the government mm-hmm. uh, because those are stable jobs, uh, nine to five, Monday through Friday. They will provide you with good benefits. Meanwhile, I had no benefits. I had no healthcare right. insurance or anything. Sure. So uh, they, I think that was the hardest part was my friends and family not really understanding mm-hmm. my choice. That w- that is always the tough part too. Is I think anytime you start any type of online specifically business, people are like, "I don't. How, you, how do you even make money? Like this is like made up money. <laughs> like no, it's real. I promise. Yeah. I actually do make money." But they just have such a hard time with that. I think it's so funny. Exactly. I love that you turned this into such a cool business. I love all of your tips. Let's say somebody has a craving. They're thinking like something salty. They normally go to potato chips or looking for a healthy alternative. What's your go-to when you're craving something like that? Like a nice little snack. I have been loving, uh, sweet potato wedges that are Mm. like fries and I, you can do them in the oven. They're very low effort, chop them quickly. You could even buy pre-chopped, uh, they come in circles. Oh, you can buy uh, circles of, pre-chopped sweet potatoes and you can bake them with a little bit of oil and salt and they are so good. You can also throw them in the air fryer if you're trying not to eat as much oil. And there are some tools like an air fryer or an instant pot that I have found to be worth the investment. Mm -hmm. For, For example, the instant pot, you can get those a lot cheaper now than you were able to just a few years ago. I got mine on Amazon with a huge dent on it. There is a, 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 a an option to purchase used on Amazon and their returns. Sweet. And you can save money that way. And sometimes it'll tell you damaged box or the item is damaged on the left side or something like that. But it works fine. It just has a dent in it. And uh, and so I was able to save 30 bucks and I, now I have an Instant Pot. And because they've been around a little bit of time, you can also find them in places like Facebook Marketplace or OfferUp and even in your local buy nothing groups. It's so true. Like we we actually got our air fryer off of Facebook Marketplace it's it was used and some people are so grossed out. I'm like, who care? Like, clean it. Like, oh, you're yeah, fine. Exactly. <laughs> but I think we paid like ten bucks. Amazing. It was I great. I'm like, fantastic. And now we use it all the time. It's crazy. What is your favorite thing? What is your favorite vegetable to cook in there? Oh, I usually okay. So I have been really liking the kale chips in the air fryer yes. when I'm like craving something. Just like I need some crunch. And I'm trying not to do potato chips and that kind of stuff that's really not great for me, <laughs> which I know. Um, that one tends to be my fave. I haven't tried, I haven't tried sweet potatoes in there yet. So maybe I need to try that next. Yeah, those sweet sweet potato fries are mm, yum. I'm gonna try that for sure. There's a couple recipes in in your book too that I've been eyeballing, specifically the tofu recipes, because I haven't cooked a lot with tofu. So I'm really kind of stoked to try that out and see how it works. 
you're going to have to let me know how it goes because I remember hating tofu. I, I grew up in a mixed household and my grandpa was, uh, is, is, he, he passed, but he was Japanese Mm -hmm. and, uh, and Japanese people love tofu. My grandpa ate his plane, like just a just block. like right out of the fridge. out yep Dang. just like that sometimes he would put a Hard splash time. of soy sauce like soy on soy but if he's getting fancy uh, <laughs> if he's getting fancy uh but i remember being a kid and being like oh don't like this this is yeah. not good and it wasn't until later where i learned how to properly season and properly cook and i think about it like chicken like when you go to the grocery store you buy a piece of chicken you marinate it you buy a seasoning packet and you uh either bake it with that on there you put a crust. Uh, you don't just yep. eat a plain. So I I often use the same types of marinades that you would meet or the same seasoning packets for my tofu. That's a good tip. I'm going to give that a shot too. I like that a lot. I think that will help. And I like that you have been just sharing so many good tips about doing this stuff on a budget because I, I do think so many people naturally gravitate towards the beyond meat and mm. you know like that that tends to be their version of like how to have a vegan or, or vegetarian lifestyle and if you do that like that's fine but that is so expensive and so i like that you're sharing these more approachable ways that don't have to break the bank so i'm super grateful that you've been taking the time to do this thank you yes there are a lot of ways one of my favorite uh beef replacements is lentils. Mm-hmm. I love lentil tacos so much. I use the same taco seasoning packet and I use all the same toppings. It's much cheaper. It's heart healthy. And also my meat loving family. And I'm talking about I come from a meat loving family. My dad wants to smoke everything uh <laughs> in his smoker outside and he's a big competitive fisherman. So he Ooh. loves his meat, but We'll eat a lot of these lentil tacos. This sounds like a, cr- a crowd pleaser. We'll have to give that yeah. one a shot for sure. <laughs> I love it. Tony, I've had such a good time chatting with you. I definitely learned a lot. Plantbasedonabudget.com is where people can go to get a copy of your book. And I love all of the recipes. I think it's going to help them, especially if they're busy professionals. Is there any other places that you think people should go to learn more about you and your work and maybe get some inspiration for recipes? Well, first, Whitney, thank you so much for all the work that you do. I learned so much from you and I appreciate I appreciate the fact that you are helping people, especially at the age that I started coming out of debt. There were no resources like what you have here. So thank you so much. And then also, uh, if anybody is interested in my new cookbook, Plant-Based on a Budget Quick and Easy, they can find it at plantbasedonabudgetcookbook.com. And I am across social media platforms at Plant-Based on a Budget. Perfect. I appreciate your time. Before we officially wrap up, are you down for some rapid fire questions? Let's do it. All right. Question one for you. We were talking a little bit about travel before we hit record. So tell me, where's one location you're dying to travel to? I have been trying to go to Belize for four years. My husband and I picked that as our honeymoon and then the pandemic hit, then the Delta variant. And we recently tried to go last week and all of the flights out of Dallas were canceled. So we had to cancel our trip because they couldn't get us there until three days later. So Belize is at the top of my list with my husband for our wedding anniversary. 2023. (laughs) 2023. 
four. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That'll be fun though. I can't wait. Okay. My next question for you. I personally, I'm kind of obsessed with people's morning or evening routines, depending on what type of person you are. So are you a morning or evening person? And what is your current routine? Late night person all the way. Night owl. Raise my hands up in the (laughs) air. I like to have dinner with my husband. We both really, really love our jobs and it can be a challenge to pry yourself away from the computer, away from your phone. And after work, I make sure that we're really intentional intentional about our dinner time. I light mm. candles on the dinner table. And when those candles are lit, all electronics go away. And we talk about the best thing that happened and the worst thing that happened in our day. Oh, I love that. That is such a good way to connect. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate it. And I also... Um, I love that it's unplugged. That's my favorite part of it. I feel like when someone has their phone just sitting right next to them and they're kind of glancing at it, it's still not that one-on-one deep connection. And so when the phones are over there, you get that quality time. Makes sense. I like that a lot. My next question for you is, what is one book, aside from your own, that you find yourself gifting to others most often? I, okay, so I have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with this book because I have benefited from it so much, but also it's taken up the number one spot on the New York Times list for four years. (laughs) And I feel like there's, let's give another book a chance. Let's give another author a chance. And that's Atomic Habits. I, I really have benefited from the book and starting small and starting to, or having that initial permission to make tiny changes instead of these really big lifestyle changes is so helpful in moving the needle. Oh, that's one of my favorite books too. I love that that's yours as well. Kindred spirits there, friend. Yes. (laughs) Okay. My last question for you, in your opinion, what is the secret to financial success? Staying disciplined and being okay with saving money. I think it's such a big mindset shift for some people to be at the grocery store and ask for the sale price to be checked when there's a line of people tapping their feet behind them or put something back because it's it's outside of your budget or more expensive than you thought it would be. So being disciplined and giving yourself the grace to know that you're making a long-term decision that will benefit your family for maybe generations to come. I love that so much, Tony. Thank you so much for your time. It was fun connecting with you, learning a little bit more about your work and getting some tips so that I might eventually convert over to vegetarianism at least half of the week. That's my goal. (laughs) I'm going to start there. (laughs) Thank you so much, Whitney. It's been a pleasure. Okay. What'd you think? Did you love this episode as much as I did? If you did, do me the biggest favor. It's like the greatest compliment you can give a podcast host is to leave a review on your favorite podcast player. It means so much to us and it helps the show get in front of even more people. And honestly, it's a really good compliment and it really does help me attract awesome guests like Tony to come on in the future as well. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I will see you next week for another episode of the Money Nerds Podcast. Bye.
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.